the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for tuning in today. One day, 24 hours, is set aside every year to show appreciation to military personnel. And that's good. What is far better is that we show personal appreciation and give words of encouragement at every opportunity. Men and women from all walks of life lose their lives and suffer lifelong physical and mental injuries to keep America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. May we continually thank God and our military for their service. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us today. Good morning. Isn't it good to be in the house of God today? We're going to take up where we left off last time. And God put that message in my spirit. We're just going to continue. Uh, The first scripture we'll deal with is in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. So you could turn to the book of Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 21, particularly uh, the A portion of that particular verse. I want to preach uh, part two on the power of appreciation. The power of of appreciation. We live in a world where our schedules are literally filled with the demands of life pulling at us from every single direction. The church as well as those we often interact with have lives that are filled with tension. Many of you, you're in stress or you're going through anxiety. Others of you, you're inundated with commitments and the pressure from pressing responsibilities that have been laid upon you. With that being said, there is a tremendous need for us to focus on the power of appreciation and encouragement during this uh, season, particularly the season of Thanksgiving. It is possible to be so task-oriented and consumed with our own busy schedules that we forget people in our lives with unmet needs as well as others who are depressed this time of year. There are people in this Thanksgiving season who are lonely, and there are others who feel really unappreciated. This particular message is designed to sensitize all of us to the power of appreciation and encouragement for those we often interact with and others in our lives we unintentionally overlook or not even notice. If we're genuinely thankful for those whom God has sovereignly placed in our lives, we will appreciate and encourage them, especially during the season of Thanksgiving. We need to be thanking God for those persons whom he has put in our lives. They're not in your life by accident, whether it's your mother or your father, sisters or brothers, friends, relatives, co-workers, neighbors, God has orchestrated in the fullness of time to bring those persons into your life for you to minister to them with your words and lifestyle. 
Appreciation is so powerful. And people are literally starving for encouragement, refreshment, and appreciation. So with that being said, this Thanksgiving season, how can we express gratitude and appreciation? Number one, never the word is doubt the power of showing appreciation in the lives of others. Your words of affirmation have tremendous power to lift the spirit and they may be the only appreciation one may receive. You see, my friends, appreciation is simple to give and it brings lasting rewards. That scripture I told you to turn to in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21a, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. You have the capacity and the power with the words that come out of your mouth to bring death. Your words can bring death to a person's dream. You can destroy someone's motivation, someone's desire to achieve. You can just destroy their reputation. You can destroy a person's character. With death, you can do that. All death is not shooting somebody with with a gun. You can kill somebody with your words. And if the truth be told this very morning, some of you are still in recovery because of something damaging and devastating that someone spoke to you so many years ago. There's an old saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That's a lie from the pits of hell because words do pain and words do hurt. All your words that flow from your lips through your tongue can bring life, can live a person's spirit, revive a person, uh, give a person an inward desire to, to pick up the pieces and keep on keeping on. So what's coming out of your mouth? Is it words of death or is it words of life that brings hope and encouragement to people who desperately need it in the times in which we live? Number two, how do we show appreciation, particularly this Thanksgiving season? Praise often. The word is often. Uh, Don't wait for a formal opportunity to say thank you. Praise often. Don't wait for a formal opportunity to say thank you. The minute you notice someone doing something right, tell them about it right then. Don't wait till next week. You know, three weeks ago, I sure appreciated how you did that. No, 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 no. Three weeks is too long. The person could be dead by then. When you notice somebody doing something right or saying something right, then acknowledge it then. Praise often. In other words, for example, I'm so glad you thought of that idea. Uh, another illustration, thank you for, for being early. Uh, another illustration, I, I really appreciate what you're doing for our teenagers here at the church. Instant affirmation is the best. Second Corinthians 7, 4 says, I have the highest confidence in you and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me, says Paul, and made me happy despite all our troubles. Praise often and don't wait for formal opportunities. Number three, the way to put 
your appreciation on display is to consistently give the gift of your time, especially to those in your family. The gift of time is most valuable, most precious, and it is the greatest thing you could give your family, your children, and your grandchildren. Uh, If you are going to show appreciation to those in your family, you must, the word is praise often and criticize less while seeking the Lord for the wisdom to lovingly strengthen your spouse's or children's weaknesses. We all have weaknesses in the family. You would notice the strengths and the weaknesses. You want to put a lot of, of emphasis on the strength and you want to encourage them in the weaknesses in their weaknesses and not be sarcastic because of a person's weakness or put or issue out put down statements. And let me tell you something while I'm thinking about it. There's no such thing as the gift of criticism. Now, some of you think you got it, but there's no such gift as the gift of criticism. So you ought to be criticizing less. Now, now if they can't, if your family can't get affirmation and refreshment and appreciation at home, where else can they get it? Where else can they get it? Where are they going to go to get it? They've been beat up all at work and hard times. And, and, and if they can't get it here at the church, where else can they get it? So we need to make it our aim to praise often and criticize less. Proverbs twelve twenty five says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Oh, you need to pray that God would instill and help you to give a good word, to give a good word at, at any given moment. People are, are hurting for a good word from your lips. Uh, number four, praise publicly. Praise publicly. In other words, thank someone in front of others and you'll be a blessing to those who are listening. I mean, you can be praising somebody, encouraging someone, appreciating and affirming someone publicly, and other folk get blessed by your ministry of encouragement to a particular person that you're personally praising and encouraging and appreciating. Uh, Proverbs 31, 31 says, reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise, says Proverbs 31, 31. And then in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10, Jesus publicly praised the centurion who came to him. He he personally praised the centurion who came to have his servant healed in front of those who followed him. Jesus said to the centurion in front of the disciples and others, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith not even in Israel. Jesus praised uh, the centurion publicly uh, who wanted his son healed and said, Lord, you just speak the word. You don't have to come to my house under my roof and my servant will be healed. And Jesus commended his faith before all. Number five, praise in writing. Praise in writing. I said last week, even in this electronic age, people value a handwritten note of thanks. In fact, they may value it more highly because of the time and effort it requires. So keep a box of thank you notes nearby and send them out regularly. 
In the book of Philemon 19a, it says, I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. Wow. See that? I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. Some things you need to do with your own hand. And, I, you know, and in schools today, they're not teaching cursive writing anymore, you know, because of the keyboard and technology and all that. But that art of writing must not be lost. And you must keep that. And people really appreciate a handwritten word of encouragement and appreciation. Number six, praise sincerely. Praise sincerely. The only word of caution regarding appreciation is that it must be heartfelt and genuine. People can spot false praise a mile away, and it only discredits the giver. Genuinely notice, respect, and appreciate people and tell them and mean what you say and say what you mean. You'll both be better for it. First Peter chapter one, verse 22 says, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. Now underline this, if you have your Bibles open, if you can get there fast enough. So now you must show sincere love to each other. Sincere love. Real love, genuine love to each other as brothers and sisters. We are all brothers and sisters uh, in Jesus Christ through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to show genuine love, genuine concern, genuine praise. The scripture says also in the latter part of verse 2, 22, uh, 1 Peter 1, 22, it says, Love each other deeply, not a surface of a superficial love, we need to love each other, what? Deeply, with all your heart. And when you love a person deeply, then your praise will be heartfelt and it will be uh, genuine to the glory of God. In other words, real love will praise honestly. Real love will praise honestly. Are y'all hanging with me? Now let's transition. What makes appreciation and encouragement so valuable? What makes appreciation and encouragement so valuable? Number one, it is valuable because the word of God tells us to encourage one another. The word of God, the living word of God tells us to encourage one another. And if you're not building up those around you in your home, in your family, on your job, in your neighborhood, you are out of the will of God and it is the sin of omission. Affirming, refreshing, and appreciation is not an option. We are mandated to stimulate, to encourage, to build up one another and not so busy, be so busy looking for a person's fault uh, to the point that you can't see the good of those persons, you see. So it is critical that we realize that we show appreciation and encouragement because the word of God tells us to do it. Romans 15, 32 says, then by the will of God, see, by the will of God, it's the will of God that we encourage and build up and appreciate. I will be able to come to you with a joyful heart and we will be an encouragement to each other. I should be encouraging you, you should be encouraging me, and God gets the glory. You know, I shouldn't be tearing you down and you tearing me down. That's of the devil. And the devil loves it when we tear one another down. We're nitpicky and we're just 
hammering people and we're devastating folk and folk leave all crushed and messed up. And that's why some folk run from the church because the church is so full of meanies and folk will look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another. Paul is talking to the church, to the church at Thessalonica. He says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another. What? Up. It it doesn't say tear down. Nowhere in scripture does it say tear down. Even if a person's wrong, you don't tear them down. If you're going to help people, you can't tear them down. You need to ask God in the wisdom of the spirit how to rectify certain attitudes and behavior without demeaning and maligning the person and making them feel less than two cents. You see, so it's very, very critical. Uh, What makes appreciation and encouragement so valuable? Number two, it is uncommon. The word is uncommon. People are more inclined to criticize and tear others down than than to give a word of affirmation. It's uncommon. Just think about it in your circles where you go, with your families, whether you're in a family reunion or if you are just anywhere, you see persons just... Um, speaking so horribly. My wife and I were eating at at uh, uh, Jim's uh, Friday, and it was just packed in there. And on 1604, we just had to get us a little something to eat after we had left the church. And this kid was asking, this child was acting kind of naughty in the back. And this lady said, do you want me to take you in that restroom and whoop your A? And I just said, oh, my goodness. I mean, listen, stop cussing your children. Now you want to whoop them for cussing and you cussing. They learn to cuss from you. Or if you're not cussing, you let them look at it on TV and let them hear it. Listen, there are ways to adjust your child's behavior without cussing. Uh, You can say, you know what? You are being naughty and I've told you that three times. I think we need to take care of a little business on you, don't you think? And put that little smile I remember my daddy back at the Friendship Baptist Church, Houston, Texas. And I'd be back there sometime laughing and kind of, you know how kids do in church. And my dad would be up in the choir and he put them little eyes and he'd squeeze them. And he'd look at me and I know he'd look, I better not look off. He said, oh, You saw me and you looked off at me? And he'll do this. Mm, I better get up. He, with his head, mm, I better move. I better be sitting over there. And he hadn't said one word. It's called body language. It's called body language. See, you can take care of business with your children without cussing them. And I'm sick and tired of you. You make me sick. Why were you born? You know, you, you, you ignorant, you dummy. Listen, those words are so crushing and so damaging. As a matter of fact, it's emotional abuse. It's uncommon to give words of affirmation. And when your children do well, spot like that. Put a whole lot of emphasis on it. Build them up. But when they do bad, learn to do discipline in a God-honoring way because God holds you accountable as to how you discipline your children, which are a gift of God to you. He holds you accountable to how you handle them, and it should be done with love and care.
Proverbs 23, 16 says, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Your lips ought to be speaking right things. And you have to be walking in the spirit of God for your lips to speak right things. It is so easy to speak hurtful, damaging things. Number three, you know what encouragement, appreciation, and affirmation does? It shifts the focus from ourself to others. It shifts the focus from ourself to others. Philippians uh, chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. You see, appreciation and encouragement take the emphasis off of you. Once you get saved, the first agenda in the kingdom, once you get saved, is to deal with your selfish self. To deal with your ego, your pride, our ego, our pride. The issue is me being conformed to the image and likeness of God. And listen, that's a lifetime work to get us right. (laughs) That's right. That's, that's a lifetime work. You will always be working on you. And you say, there's nothing wrong with me. It's because you're not giving yourself a true evaluation before the scriptures, because the scriptures will uh, help you discover your warts and all. So it shifts the focus from ourself, encouragement, appreciation, and, and put it on others. You see, refreshing, encouraging, and appreciating others will prevent us from elevating and promoting ourselves. Because it's easy to do that. I, 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 me, 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 I did that. And seek the credit and always want somebody to acknowledge you and your title and your position and all that. But listen, once you come to Christ, the first agenda for you to realize is that it is not about you. It is about the Lord. Fourthly, what makes appreciation and encouragement so valuable? Number four, uh, you need to slow down, rejuvenate, and rest which will help you to minister more, the word is, effectively to others. You want to be effective in your ministry in the lives of others. You see, if being fatigued and stressed and edgy and grouchy will hinder your ability and opportunities to show appreciation to those persons in your life. Listen, we can act pretty ugly when we're tired. You know, and when you get that tired and bent out of shape, you need to go, go, go to bed. You know when it's time for you to just go yourself to bed and do yourself some damage control. That's right. That's right. You mean why I tell your spouse, baby, I think I need to go to sleep now, so please let me sleep. And when, and when they want to sleep, please let them sleep. Uh, why are you up to bed so early? They need to be to bed early because if they step another minute, no telling what's going to come out their mouth. Rest is invaluable. It's invaluable. Uh, Do you realize being sleep deprived is just as bad driving as one driving under the influence of alcohol? Do you know how many wrecks happen? How many of you have been so tired and you've driven yourself home and you don't even know how you got yourself there? Come on, let's just be honest. You were just wore out and you know it was the grace of God. When you got home, you said, oh, God, thank you. You scared yourself because you know by right you should have run in a tree, tore up another car, and you were driving on grace and you were really driving worse than an alcoholic. You see, 
Fatigue can be quite damaging, my friends. The gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 6, verses 31 through 32, it says, And he, Jesus, said to them, Come aside by yourselves. There's a time you need to get by yourself. I wonder about people that have to have crowds around them all the time. That, that, listen, it is something special about solitude. By, it's, something, it's something special about cutting off the cell phone, getting off the emails, the texting, the tweeting, and all that stuff. Uh, leave, uh, the television, just cutting it off and say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And Jesus said to them, the disciples, come aside by yourselves to a certain place and rest a while. Look at that. And rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Have you, have you been so busy working that you looked around, you haven't even eaten? I have. I, I have. And I said, you know what? I haven't eaten all day. And that's not good. But you know, I've been so consumed with work and ministry and moving and appointments. But until I didn't even schedule in eating. Well, I'm not by myself. Have you ever done that? Some of y'all live to eat, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the issue. So for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. Listen, it's invaluable when you can just take some time. Not that you got to go off for four or five days at a time. Listen, you need some by yourself time each day. Could be in the morning, maybe on lunch. I remember when I was working in the school district, there were times I didn't want to be with anybody. I sat in a stairwell. Oh, I went and sat in my car and ate. Not with the radio on, not looking, listening to some talk show. I mean, I wanted some time where I can just be quiet and not hear voices. I didn't want music. I didn't want people talking. I just wanted the word by myself with the Lord and to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Let me tell y'all something. Do you not know that God wants to talk to you? I know that God desires intimate relationship and fellowship with you, and he desires to have a conversation, a real meaningful conversation. It is a dangerous thing to spend more time talking to people than God. God is our ever-present help. He is available to us whenever and wherever we need him. Regrettably, we sometimes take matters into our own hands instead of giving it all to Him. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from the Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. 
Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.